Hi, Joe here from She Did You Can. This episode is called The Idea and it is a co-production from Broad Radio and Women's Agenda, a daily news publication for women. I'm George McEncrow, founder of Sheba, Australia's first female-only rideshare. And I'm Jo Stanley, aspiring startup founder, and this is She Did, You Can, a podcast about turning your idea into a business. Learn from my experiences, create your company as I create mine. She Did, You Can, the inspirational, confessional, real-time guide to starting your business. George, I'm so excited to be sharing this podcast with you. I know. It's a bit of a dream come true, isn't it? Well, I mean, we're old ducks from radio. I've known you for, what, 15 years? Yes, very, very long time. <laughs> We've been floating around each other's orbits of women in the media. It's true. It is. And now I'm sitting opposite you because you've done something that I aspire to do. Yes. Um, you've made it an, an idea a reality. Yeah, I think that's the critical thing, isn't it? Like success is a measure of, you know, a range of things. Uh, I think as a founder, you always want to do more, more, more. You're never complete. You're never satisfied. You always want to do more things. But I think the primary purpose of this podcast and this whole experiment is getting the idea from the mind to, you know, reality, getting mm. it out of your brain and into the world. Yes. So I I do this thing sometimes where I will look at like, you know, just like a product that you've got sitting around, like one of the world's biggest products that just are in our lives, yeah. right? There's so many, they're everywhere you turn. And I, I kind of imagine what the inception of that idea is. So say like the Dyson vacuum cleaner. Yes. I like to imagine that moment where yeah. Mr. Dyson – 
was just so sick of vacuum cleaner bags <laughs> that his idea just popped in his head and he just went, oh, my God, why don't we have vacuum cleaners without bags? Oh, look, I love that too. And I also love there's a great postcard I've got on my fridge where Einstein's working at his desk and Mrs Einstein has got a whole lot of plates that she's cleaned up from the dinner table and she whispers in his ear, try E equals MC squared. <laughs> and I've had it there forever and I loved it and I – I often wonder how many times it's a man who's put the idea out there but the inspiration has possibly come from Mrs Dyson Mm. saying, oh, my God, if I have to change one more of these freaking vacuum bags, I'm going to lose my tiny mind. And, like, how many times it's a bloke (laughs) who executes on the issue that's been raised by a woman or – you know, I. it's funny you say about that as everyday objects because when I was full of doubt about, you know, how could I do it, how could I do it, I looked at things like, you know, say this glass that we're drinking from now, mm. um, thinking, well, somebody packed it, wrapped it, shipped it, put it in a shop, that's a business. My glasses, they're my little cheapies from the chemist because I lose a thousand a day. Um, someone wrapped it, packed it, shopped it, shipped it, you know, they yeah. – all those things, that someone did that. So it's doable. Someone can do these things. They're all businesses. So I can do it. Yes. I must be able to do it. You yes. know, everywhere I looked then, every lamp, every chair, every carpet, every light bulb, everything was a business that someone had managed to get it to that point where I could buy it from a shop. And even though what I was doing was very different from that, they all became possibilities. I really love that because there's inspiration all around you there. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's the motto and the title of the podcast, She Did, You Can. Yeah. Now I'm looking at you. You're my she, <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't look too close. I've got a lot of makeup on. <laughs> oh, look. Yes. It's, it's a rough old time when it comes to looking in the mirror. There's no question yeah. about that. But I'm hoping one day I'll be a she did as well. Well, you already are, right? Because we're here and you've put it out there. And I think that courageous step of announcing that um, I'm, I'm going to do this, you oh, know. Yes. I, I'm going to I'm gonna so do <laughs> this. And then it becomes a real thing and I think that's very, very hard. And I think people listening to this who've got that niggling, like, I think this could work, I think I can, I think I can, mm. I think I can, I'm going to, you know. That's yeah. a big step. So then this, this episode is particularly about the idea, I yes, suppose. and the that, idea that, that won't quit. Yeah, that thing, you know, that Mr. or Mrs. Dyson having yep. that spark in their head or mm. the glass person or whoever it might be. I, I always think those those little plastic tacky things that keep your, your, your bag, your bread bag together. Very Who clever. Who ever thought of that? I mean, incredible. And brilliant ideas like the 30-plus swimwear that we yes. wear. Like that. body body. Yeah. Oh, my God, brilliant. body body's just blown my mind. Brilliant. There's a new way of having your period. I just go. Yeah. It's extraordinary. Amazing. Amazing uh, so, thing. So then this episode is about thinking about the idea because – you know, the whole series will map out the steps towards creating your own business, but there is no business without the idea. Yeah. So the first question I suppose I've been pondering is how do we know it's a good idea that we've had? Yeah, this is a tricky one. And for me, it was about the idea that, well, I have this problem and my problem was 
I've been trying to – I'd registered twice to become an Uber driver. I felt very, very anxious about it and I also was the owner and operator of four children, all under 18. I couldn't get them safely transported. But my sons didn't really care about, you know, riding their bikes all the time, but my daughter was not doing that. Um, she felt scared all the time. She'd been – you know, yelled at out of cars since the time she was about 12. You know, same old stuff that I'd gone through, people driving past, just truckloads of blokes tooting or, mm. you know, just all that. I once had a, a man reach out in traffic and grab my boob as I rode past. Wow. Which I thought was quite opportunistic because I wasn't is... going fast but I was still on a bike. That's, see, <laughs> you know, and it, that's just so gross, isn't it? So gross. That's so gross. Um, <laughs> and, look, if you're a different kind of person, that could have sent you under your bed for three yeah. years. Like, you know, another sort of kid, that could just destroy your confidence. Mm. Um, and so for some people, and, in fact, a lot of the people we pick up, uh, have been sexually harassed to the point or assaulted worse um a vulnerable very vulnerable passengers so so that there's that side of it so i saw this big problem this big need and then i saw these when i looked in the data and went well, hang on there are only six percent of our cab drivers are women that's telling us something then i saw there are only 10 percent of uber drivers are women i thought hang on that's something and women are 70 percent of the casual flexible workforce. And I was one of those women with little kids where I was always looking for ways where I could earn money, but I couldn't commit to a full-time job. I couldn't commit to a permanent part-time position. And even when I was on the casual list for teaching, every time I got a gig, one of my kids would have gastro yeah. or tonsillitis yeah. or something. So I'd go to the bottom of the selection pile. So but this is so interesting. Women are voting with their feet out of this sector, which we should be taking up really well you know like women are good drivers and um a lot of women have their own car why are we not so I thought I'm going to put in there what I feel really passionate about so long story shortish I put it up on a GoFundMe page because for a couple of reasons one is I tested out the idea and that in as much as I was working on the ABC at the time as a broadcaster doing some fill-in work there and I'd interviewed a guy who was talking about entrepreneurs and, you know, how you test an idea, this kind of discussion we're having similarly. Mm. And he said, look, GoFundMe is good because people can give an opinion without necessarily giving you money. So you can test whether an idea has legs without necessarily people having to make a financial commitment and um, – at the time, uh, I was interviewing those guys who they'd made a honey collection uh, device out of Queensland. These there was a I think it was a father and son. Anyway, they'd raised like four million dollars or something on GoFundMe, all just pure donations. Wow! And it was extraordinary, and it was a story that we were covering um, at the ABC. And and uh, I thought, wow, that's really interesting. And that, apart from the four million bucks, people were just saying you know, so much praise internationally, like all across the world. And they were so chuffed, these guys. And it was a brilliant initiative. So I ran it up there and, of course, the number of people said, I've always thought that would be a great idea. What a brilliant idea. Blah, blah, blah. So I got a lot of positive reinforcement and it's how I found my first investor. Mm. So that's, you know, but even if I hadn't found my first investor that way, I would have had absolute confirmation that I was onto something 
that lots of people thought was a good idea. Because they had given you that feedback on GoFundMe. Yes, right. yes. Okay. And it was – it also gave me media exposure. Um, uh, you know, I did a press release that went with that and the media, of course, anything that's women's only is going to cause – it was going to bring me a lot of haters as well. You've got to mm-hmm. be prepared for – all the men's rights activists, I got a lot of death threats and things like that. Um, ladies, don't let that stop you, you know. Um, but that was that was a bit upsetting. Of course, um, and terrifying. Yeah. You don't dismiss these things. No, you don't, you don't. But um, it also, strangely, it lets you know that you're doing something that you don't think of as deeply disruptive, but it makes you realise just how controversial something as simple as two women wanting to ride alone together in a car mm. is to some people like strangely so strangely you might ask yeah why, why? um I'm not why would to... you waste time thinking about that yeah, in a lot of ways that's right that's right but so anyway. um with big radio i suppose i have a similar have had a similar response to a need and is that how we know we have a good idea? Because I, think I so. felt the need. I felt that in I'm a lover of commercial radio in Australia. I think it's amazing. It's I grew up in working on air. It was yeah. the greatest gift of my life. But Joe, it's male. It's very male. And once you hit 35, you kind of disappear as a woman. Yeah. And it makes me sad because I think women, as you become into your 40s, that's a time at which you want to reach out and feel like you belong to the community that Commercial Radio can give you, you know, the opportunity to call and be a part of a conversation that is part on air, part the callers saying, yeah, that happened to me or this is my contribution. Well, your life becomes really complicated. Like that's when you need a range of more voices in your head. Like women's lives become far more complicated as you hit your 40s, right? You've got children, you've got parents, you've got, you know, work becomes more interesting, complex, um, marriages become more difficult or, you know, uh, I don't know, challenging, I shouldn't say difficult, but things change, right? Mm. People grow up and that's like, this is the juicy stuff. And then yeah. your voices are silenced. That's it. And I feel, I, I just really have this, I can imagine the women in the community who want to hear another person say who is similar to them as in they identify as female. That's the only thing that connects them. They want to hear someone else say, I've had that same experience. Yeah. Or I've had an opposite experience but isn't that interesting how different we are. Yeah. You know. Yeah. (laughs) Or even I I think it's important that women have um, information that's relevant to them at their fingertips. Absolutely. Which isn't and, currently and we the don't case. have to be coy about it. We don't have to be coy about saying, you know, I think I'm in perimenopause or, you know, I think um, the fact that my hair's thinning out might be due to a hormonal imbalance mm. or, you know, what whatever it is that we don't have to, you know, pretend that we should be or be forced to feel shy about certain topics or or just apologetic i suppose yeah. you know and i think that when content is driven through a male lens which so much of radio is um in a lot of ways you're presenting content in an apologetic way yeah so that you're not 
upsetting people Don't upset or embarrassing boys. them. Yeah. But at the same time, I remember going into the last election and feeling like there wasn't much information around how any of the policies that either of the parties were delivering was going to impact my mum in her old age. It's going to impact me as I head towards retirement and what's my super doing and what if I did separate and all of these things. Yeah. I just felt that there wasn't. There was a need. There was a need. There's a need and we need to have that discussion and without being um, made to feel like you're being – it does not equal – Therefore, that you hate all men, you no, know that stupid, goodness, no. di- di- you know, polarizing thing. That same thing for you. That because you want to have a, a radio station that focuses on, um, you know, women, doesn't mean therefore, you know, you hate men. No, or that because I want an opportunity for women to have an option to drive in a car with other women, that therefore I hate men. Mm. You know, the two things. It, it's not a rational position. Um, to say, hey, you know, we listen to men on radio all day, it doesn't mean that I think all those men hate women. No, you know, of course not. No one goes around saying that, but if you do the opposite, it's like, oh, you know. So these, we feel there's a need. Yes. So, and that's your business idea and I think it's absolutely brilliant, um, screaming out to be done, needs to happen. We've got to get it going. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. So thinking about the idea, right, and I, I've had this, I've, I've been sitting on this for a few years, right, yeah. and I think actually I decided it was an idea because I kept, I kept having, pay, I was in Berlin of all places, mm. and I kept having, like in Germany, particularly Berlin, mm. people just have ideas and do it, but they're very fearless, and I had like three different people at different times say, why don't you just do your own radio station, and me going, oh, I can't do that, yeah. and then six months later going, Oh, maybe I could do that. Of course you could. What's stopping me? What is? Okay. But I feel like I had that uh, that idea sat in me for quite a few years. Um, and is that a good sign that you have a good idea? That it won't go away? Mm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. That it won't leave you, that it just keeps tapping on the shoulder. I think it is the stone in your shoe. Mm. You know, that that is um, – a definite sign. It's not a passing fad. Um, and especially when you're going to do something like big radio, because it's not going to be a small undertaking. You, you're you going to need to know you, you, it's going to cause controversy. Like mm. you've got to be prepared for battle. Um, there's going to be money involved there's going to be some big egos there's going to be um and the more successful you get uh the more people are going to come at you so I think you know taking time to to do this is a good idea um and you know it's it's I don't think we can be naive about it and say look you know going into business is a really easy thing and Mm. anyone can do it I think the bigger the project um 
and the more successful you are, the more people will want what you have. And mm. so you, has that been your experience? Absolutely. Absolutely. In what way? Oh, it gets ugly and vicious and people have oh they try and steal your code or try and hack your accounts really? and try and defame you and um oh yeah. Oh look it gets I'm writing this down of <laughs> sins to cover off in next episode. Yeah, no, you, <laughs> it, you go to war. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, no, you you absolutely because right now I'm at the Pollyanna stage. <laughs> I feel no, like no, you have a lovely and idea really, and then you work I've, really hard. It's, just, it's <laughs> awful. It's like you've come out of the GP with a positive pregnancy <laughs> test and I'm taking you through the the labor ward afterwards going, No one told me about episiotomies. And I'm like, sorry, Dal. Should have mentioned. <laughs> that, but what was the point? Oh you my know, god! It's going to be what it's going to be. Um, um, I'm writing that down because we must cover those things in subsequent episodes. Yeah. Um, but you, but you had your idea, and then a, you, a month later, you were into it. Yeah, I acted very fast. I mean, I I thought of it on the 19th of April 2016, and um, I launched the GoFundMe page on Mother's Day, um, but. Two weeks later, which when I called it Mum's Taxi originally, and then all my friends in marketing went, "Oh my god, that sucks! That makes me want to." Vomit. I was like, "Well, shut up!" It tells people what it is. Um, I was trying to sort of outsource that uh, labour of you know the the ferrying of people um, and pay women for their bloody work. Mm. You know, mm. I, I love the philosophy of Mum's Taxi, but I can yeah. also hear the marketing heads. Yeah, and then know. saying, "Look, I don't have kids, and I." love to do this job yeah, and da, da, da. Sure. so and it did sound a bit frumpy and heavy and so uh, and then I literally had a dream and um, Sheba came to me and it was brilliant and I'd studied Sheba at university um, doing th theology I mean I know I'm such a dag Look but at you I know, yeah. my study of I theology. I think of you and I think of clergy. <laughs> the Queen of Sheba. But I love the Queen of Sheba because, because she did go to challenge King Solomon, the wisest man in the Bible, and she took these riddles and things to challenge his conventional wisdom. And um, that's sort of what disruption should be, you know, and that's what innovation should be, is about, you know, people who don't have a problem can't innovate. You can't innovate in a from a perfect space. Right. So giving a whole lot of money to very comfortable white men, in my view, is a waste of time. They're looking for problems to solve. Um, I think Bitcoin is a problem that did not need to be solved. You know? <laughs> like no one needed to fix that. So, you know, Elon Musk's electric car essentially is – a development upon the electric wheelchair, which was a problem that was solved by a woman whose husband had polio and she wanted him out of a, an iron lung. And, um, you know, it was, it was disability. Disability has created a whole lot of innovation. Um, so, yeah, you know, and now he's sending people to the moon. And I feel like... I, I don't know. feel like that's a problem that needs solving either. Uh, every, not time until, I, every time they talk uh, about going into space, I'm like, oh, boring. And come yeah. back in here and clean up your room 
before you go out there and wreck another planet. That's what I want to do. So, boys, clean up the oil and the forests and the reefs and, yeah, anyway, then okay. you can go to the moon. So I'm forming a list. We've yep. got that we're, we're fulfilling a need. That's how you know that it's yep. a good idea. It's a, it's a stone in your shoe. And it's a need that a lot of people have. Right. Like the number of people say to me, oh, Sheba – you know, is a niche problem. I go, yeah, women aren't niche. 51% uh, <laughs> of the population. Yeah. But, you know, kids well, aren't niche. You know, everyone was one. Um, yeah. Kid transport, big issue. But, you know, again, they're mostly blokes and they've never felt in need of anything. It's, it's true that often the need you feel intensely, other people, because of their different experience in life, which you could read as privilege or yeah. whatever, let's call it a different They've experience. never felt othered. They don't, yeah. They don't yeah. understand the, the real, like when we're talking about a need, it's a need that comes from inside you. That's right. It's cellular. You've got to feel it at a molecular bone marrow level. Right. Yeah. Um, obviously, it needs to be an idea that will make money. Yep. And you've got to feel passionate enough about it to work on it 100 hours a week. Okay, right. Yeah. So don't go into creating a business that you like a bit ho-hum about. Well, I mean, there are businesses and businesses, right? If you want to take over a shop that's got great brand, great track record, you've got heaps of money and you know it's going to just tick along and you can stick to your knitting, fantastic. Um, but I think if you are, you know, going to start something that's never been done before, that's you, yeah. that was me. Um, if you're going to build something from scratch, uh, that's that's both of us. That's, you know, that, that's going to take some grind. But what you've also got, I think, is you're going to be hitting women where they live, you know, and you're going to find that there's a huge thirst. And I think you've got evidence of that all around you mm. because the way in which women are consuming podcasts by women yes. is, is – absolute proof. Well, women are the fastest growing podcast audience and I think that's largely because, and it's of that 35 plus age group, I think it's largely because there is no radio for There's them no radio. anymore. I mean, yeah. you know, there is of course the AM dial, but it's a different experience. And I think the podcast audience, I mean, I listen to podcasts, but every now and then I go, I wish I could just call up and contribute to oh. this or I want to be a part of this. I want to tweet them. And Absolutely. I want to, you know, I want to engage and I want have to a laugh. With them. Yeah. Um, but I think too, what I've discovered, and, you know, I'm a few months into actually me making this happen, I've discovered too that you have to be passionate because there are some really boring days. Yeah. <laughs> it's so boring at times. There are some <laughs> sloggers. There are some sloggers, and there are just some terrible ones where everything seems to go wrong. You know, where you get a legal issue, you get a compliance issue, you get a tech issue um, <clears throat> and, you know, someone does something that you just didn't see coming mm. or COVID hits. Yes. And just literally shits on your whole business plan, marketing plan. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think that's that's when I have this little um, – I'm really into visualisation and I have this little visualisation that I return to on the days where I'm like, oh, God, I just can't be fucked. Why am I doing this? I, you know, I, I could I could just um, do the jobs that are really comfortable for me and yeah. that, that would be enough probably Let till retirement yeah. and I'd be okay and I'm like, oh, why, why am I torturing myself with this? But I have this visualisation that I'm holding like a really precious 
you know, I sort of imagine it as an energy orb in my hand. So, but it's like a really precious gift. It is. And there's all these women out there waiting for this. They don't even know it. They don't know that I have this gift. Yep. And I'm like, well, I better be, I've got to honour them. Be responsible for them. Yes. That's a huge pressure. Do you feel that yes. with Sheba? Yes. And if I let it go and if I muck this up, probably won't happen again because yes. the next woman trying to seek investment, you know, women get 3% of venture capital globally. So when I'm out there pitching in front of VCs, trying to get investment and stuff, you know, it's really hard. If I drop the ball on this and the next woman tries to get a women's only ride chest, you know, going again, it's going to be that much harder because mm. I'll be the example they point to. It's interesting you say that because I have in the last sort of six to eight months had many meetings with people that have money. Mm. To sort of think about how exactly am I am I going to bootstrap this entirely or am I going to look for a partner or am mm. I going to find a media partner or how am I actually going to make this happen? And every time I've spoken with people and I've I've had to go back to that image yeah. and gone, if I partner with this person, am I betraying those women? Yeah. Am I actually caring for them by going down this path? Yeah. And it's been a really kind of nice filter. It is a good filter and it keeps you solid to your mission, you know, and if I filter everything through this mission, I can't go wrong. You yes. know, it'll keep me true to course. And, yeah. you know, yes, it's got to be profitable. It's got to make money because it's got to be sustainable. Um, it's a lot of things to balance. Mm. Scalable, is that important? Scalable is very important because you want this for – Every woman in the world yeah, right. to be able to come in and tune in and hear her voice, her people, her problems um, in every language, you know. We want big radio for every woman, you know. Yes, and, and I, I want, want Sheba for every woman. Yeah. I want every woman to feel like you can be safe in a car. Yeah, and she can get her kids dropped yes. off to her workplace Um you know, there's a bunch of stuff we want for every woman, free childcare. Do you think it's important for an idea to be unique? Uh, sometimes it makes it harder because people have to wrap their heads around it. But yes. in other ways, being first to market can be really good. So if I was listening right now and I've had this idea, a, a stone in my shoe, what what would you say to someone now who's sitting there going, holy shit, this idea comes to me every time I close my eyes and put my head on the pillow. Holy shit, when I'm sitting at school pickup, I just have this thing going over in my head. Just do it. Just do it. Okay. I think you've got to ask yourself, how am I going to feel if somebody else takes it and runs with it and you didn't? Now, if that makes you want to vomit, um you've got to go. Mm. And there are so many things to help you go and get that business started. Um, you'll always find an excuse not to do it. You are dead for a long, long time. You go around once, you get a bunch of gifts in your life, you get a bunch of opportunities, um, you know, live safe if you want to do that. But if it actually makes you feel sick the thought of somebody else, if you open the front page of the paper tomorrow and there was your idea splashed across the front page, how are you going to feel? And if it makes you want to have a huge janjuck, then, you know, nail it down, get it going because, you know, you'll, you'll be so, so pissed off with yourself if you just live safe. You'll get over it but mm. you'll also get over trying and failing. You saying that 
gives me a visceral reaction in my not necessarily my guts. I don't really want to vomit. I want to cry yeah. and kick in a wall yeah. at the thought that someone else might do yeah. it. Although I, I I, sort of feel like I'm so keen for it to happen. If someone else does a version, great. There can be a space for two. Maybe you're looking at me like you don't yeah, believe no, me. No, you wouldn't. No, I just think someone else will put it through the blander though, Joe. You know well, what I mean? This was going to be my next point though. I, I think that I was born to make – this radio station and other people might do a version but it be, won't, won't be mine, my no. version. And it won't be fierce. It'll be an all-male board putting together <laughs> like two women in a metro, Yeah, you know, yeah. like that show on Mix that was meant to be the first time ever we were going to have two women on radio together and then they threw in a bloke for yeah, good measure. Um, so but, you know, do you feel like you were born to make Sheba? Uh I guess maybe. I think so. I, I don't know. I, I think there are two really brave things I did. One was radio, as uh, doing comedy. That yes. would not leave me. That really haunted me. Um, I thought if I, I couldn't actually, I loved comedy and I stopped being able to go and enjoy it because I was too gutless to get up and do it myself. Um, and then once I started doing gigs and getting good at it, I started to really enjoy comedy again. But it actually became too painful to watch it while I was sitting on your bum. While I was sitting on my <laughs> yeah, not not participating. And I can't stand my own cowardice. Like, gee, I hate it. And then I think with this, that was when I had the idea and I felt such an impulse to react really fast because I felt absolutely certain it was so bleedingly obvious that this we needed it. It was important that it was only a matter of seconds before somebody else was going to do it. I felt a real urgency. Um, so, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe born to do it. Maybe thinking I could, this has got to happen. Now, I've known you for 15 years, as I said, mm. and I feel like I look at you and, and I think uh, there's a courageousness in you that I imagine I don't have. Like, I have a shitload of fear, and I also have a voice in my head that continually uh, returns to tell me that I will fail and what's the point and don't even get started, has you know. That. Everyone has that. Everyone has that, right? Everyone has and, it. And so I guess for me I've just had to work hard at recognising that voice, which appears in different ways. It's sneaky, that voice. Mm, mm. It often appear in a more of a, oh, that person must know better than you kind of oh, way. Oh, I think every woman has that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think – you know, I guess we've got to acknowledge that you are going to be shit scared the whole time. Yeah, until you get very, very good at – like your business will teach you a lot about yourself. It's a great teacher. Things you didn't even know you knew. You know, I've learned a lot about myself through business and I think you've probably learned a lot about yourself mm -hmm. already. Already, like, yeah. yes. Yeah. So what have you learned, like most obviously? What are your patterns? I've learned what I'm really good at. And, which, and which one is? of those things is gathering people right. to be equally passionate for the cause. So that leadership, that's natural. Like yeah. so, and that you can't teach that. You can't – you can send someone off to Harvard's MBA, you know, but you, if you can't lead people around mm. a single purpose, mm. piss off. You're no good. You're no use to me. Like you're no <laughs> I mean, use to me. just – just forget it. Forget what, it. What, what, do you, what have you learned? Um – that I can get people behind the cause. I think that I've learned that I am 
slow, like quick to act on what it, when I know I'm right, I'm right. But when I'm uncertain, I spend too long ferrying between opinions of mm. different people. And that's, that's, that is so common. Yeah. That, that's really, uh, and so separating, especially at the moment in COVID, in lockdown, like we've been in lockdown since March. It's now August. Like we have not been in the workplace in a standard normal work environment for a long time. So, it takes a toll mm. and I don't have a co-founder. I don't have a husband. I have a board but we've had to be meeting remotely. So it's it's not the same. So having – I would really recommend people have a co-founder. Yes. I've been told this. Very hard. I have got one yet. What very, are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> very happy to join. Um, very hard to get a husband online. Mm. Looked at Amazon. Very limited stock available. Well, you know what happens <laughs> if you order it and you got the scale of size wrong. And when it comes in the mail, it's Doesn't half the fish. size you thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> happens to me all the time. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so no, look, at that. they're, they're tricky things. They're really mm. tricky things and can make you feel a bit lonely. So, and I don't want to bore my friends about, you know, businessy stuff. Yes. So it's it's a bit tricky. But look. That said, I think um, I have learned that most of the time I'm right, which is enormously reassuring. um, Most is pretty good. (laughs) And, yeah, I think that's trusting your gut is – I know it sounds so cliche and so tired, but about people I'm usually pretty good. Um, And lawyers are timid. Don't listen to them. Um, It's interesting you bring that up. I got a letter from my lawyer literally two minutes before we hit record today. Yeah, what did he say? What did she, she say? Oh, yeah. I've got a trademark issue with big radio. Who else has got that name? There's big country radio in Queensland. And what is the issue? Well, I'm big radio, they're big country radio, and they're not convinced that it's sufficiently different. So now, see, this is where I'm learning, you know, you, you'll get, it's like a, a rugby player comes in from the side and tackles you but and who you has, have to just sort of decide, oh, am I going to fight this? Well, the, the lawyer whose job it is to tell me if I can trademark this name. But the lawyer doesn't do it. Trademarks Australia does it. So has Trademarks Australia rejected your application? This I don't know. I have to look further into so you it. I literally it just yourself. got that email. So don't go through your lawyer. These are all things you can do yourself. Mm. I did my trademark myself. I did. You go through IP Australia. Just you can do it all online yourself. I didn't have any help on that. You can ring your local council. They can help you set up all your trademarks and things. But big country radio. Like if you looked at all the words with big and something else on the end, mm. there'd be a million of them. Oh, but. Oh, George, what do I do? <laughs> should I change my name? Uh, well, mm. should I? It's a bit of a cliffhanger. Find out next episode, I guess. I think that's the best way to finish up. I don't know. I don't know what you should do. I seriously <laughs> don't know what you should do. All right, well, leave it with me. <laughs> we'll find out next episode. And when you find yourself being hacked, people trying to steal code, when people are actually coming at you. Oh, they come at you. We'll talk about that. Yeah. We're going to talk about the GoFundMe 
going oh, down that path. Has my dear got legs? Surveys, survey monkey, send out a yes. survey. You can do all those things. Facebook surveys, piece of piss, Twitter surveys. Mm. Very easy. Technology is your friend. Yeah, I did do a survey monkey last year and it was amazing. And I got so much wonderful feedback and whole lists of great women they'd love to hear on radio as well. Oh my God. How brilliant is that? They're already information. being your producers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I loved that one. Um, we're going to talk about co founders and boards. We're going to talk did they about. they mention me? Yes. Oh, they do. Oh, you were very much at the top of the list, George McEncrow. Absolutely. And oh. trust me, I'm putting you down as some kind of something. You can do my traffic. <laughs> oh, I can uh, guess at it. They're backed up on the gateway. <laughs> Not at the moment. There's no traffic right now. But I think the thing is that we've learned today is that you need to be passionate about your idea before you can start because yeah. obviously without the passion, without the purpose, you're going to be very quickly ready to just sit down and watch Netflix You'll be instead. too tired. And, mm. Joe, you know, two years of passion from you, that's what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The build-up. You've got a head of steam now. I really <laughs> You've got I a do. head of steam. I do. I do. So as the founder of Sheba yes. and – I'm going to call myself the founder of You're the founder Big, of Big Radio. Radio. No country in that. No, no country at all. <laughs> <laughs> do, st- do stick around for our next episodes in which we will give you, I don't know, I reckon we're looking at how do you flick a switch from I've got an idea to I'm building a business. I love it. I'm building the business. And we're going to tell you how and where to start. Bring your toolbox. And don't... Don't forget, George, what's our motto? It's in the title. Oh, she can. She did. You can. <laughs> That's it. We'll get better at that too. We will. We will. <laughs> this has been She Did, You Can. She did and you can. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Excellent. <laughs> Think about the tool belt. I've got a, got a visual on a builder. Oh, it's been a thirsty thing. <laughs> When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.